Bender Podcast. This is episode 15, coming after you, coming at you after the deadline. Your hosts, as always, Chance Watson, Taylor Wells, coming at you on a very regular date now because we've got our shit together. That's right. Relatively speaking, of course. Yeah, uh, don't come after the fans, though, Chance. No, it's the the fans are the reason that we have this. That's correct. Um, And and the reason why Kamish is making so much money off of people in Minnesota, apparently. That's right. I know, like, one person there. I think. Shout, shout, shout out to all of our Minnesota fans who Minnes- are losing money. Minnesotans. Or winning money, depending on... Well, we'll be optimistic. Winning money. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, knowing all the people I know in Minnesota, they're probably winning some money. Does does Kamish take bets? Of, like, what do they use in Minnesota for for currency? Is that... That Wisconsin's cheese. Mm. Uh, tiny Coca-Colas. Okay. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like salt shaker-sized Coca-Colas? Yeah, like mini, so- like mini little tiny sodas. Gotcha. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, Speaking what's up, man? I mean, you know, this is this is weird for us. How are we, how are we doing three weeks in a row? I don't know. I don't know. We're we're like we said. We're we're doing it. This is uh, uh, taking a page from uh, taking a page from Kami, uh, Mike Commodore. Uh, hashtag for the people. Hashtag for the peeps, man. Yeah, this is um, it's bizarre. You know, it is. I but, mean, by the way, by the way, for people on the trade when trade deadline comes up, follow. Mike Commodore on Twitter. It's absolutely hilarious. He breaks the news. Well, he thinks he breaks the news. Like he gets he gets a hint from his buddies that are like work for all the all the teams and he just fires at the hip. Like if he's like he'll get a tip from one of his buddies, they'll be like, dude, uh um uh, uh Kyle Turris, you know, he just uh picked up a Philly cheesesteak. Oh and he'll be like He'll be like, Turris, to Nashville's Ottawa. had enough of you. Pack your shit. You're on your way to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Because of the pack pack your shit tour. Wouldn't, wouldn't, if you were a friend of Mike, mm-hmm. Senior Mikey, mm-hmm. wouldn't you fuck with him? I'm sure that's what they do. Because he, he's, his correct prediction rate is like 50%. Like, nice. Do, do I doubt that like when he tweets something do i doubt like there was like a rumor about it no like he's he's talking to like actual sources but <laughs> but like he just he hears a rumor and reports it so it it's not you know it, it can never sometimes it just doesn't come to fruition because like if if we went off of every rumor then zach parisi would be in fucking on the island right now <laughs> yeah uh yeah i know this guy he was he was uh it was with the Islanders organization, and they were definitely talking to Parise's fucking cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pack your shit. Pack Parise. your shit, Parise. You're heading to the island. Ugh. Yes. But, Call yeah, trade Call- deadline's coming gone. Yep. Dusty Bender podcast, three weeks in a row. It, Up well, two week. I mean, we were one day late this time. We wanted to be Sunday, but... Uh, somebody was a degenerate gambler. What's fun? Yeah, it was that was my fault. That was my fault. I uh, had to had to take an old excursion down with the fam to uh, the casino. Mm. 
Was it the one in Lewiston? Uh, no, the uh, the one in uh, Worley. Mm, even smaller. We've, yeah. Well, yeah. We've yeah. You and I stopped at it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, been there. Been there. <laughs> um, you see how well, Jimmy? If you if you want a good way, if you want a surefire way to make some money, unlike the Cordelline Casino, where they say that winning is just the beginning there, but uh, if if it's just the beginning, then I haven't even started. So, mm. um, but if you want a guaranteed way to make some money, you should bet with the commish because the commish offers twenty percent on. Oh, got lost on this one. Uh, Commission offers 20% on free play on deposits with zero rollover because, as always, rollover is a scam. Text 951-878-9411 or hit him up on Twitter at BetCommish. Lay some action. Make some money. Yeah, don't bet on Latvian basketball at 3 a.m. No, don't bet on Latvian. I don't think he has latvian basketball but if he does don't bet it even he's even he's like like he he like he can see the bets live like it's like 3 a.m he just sees you throw a bet down on latvian (laughs) basketball he just texts you he's like dude you're right he's got a notification just it's like what the fuck latvian basketball (laughs) i there's threw that on as a joke he just texts you he's like there's actually not a thing as latvian basketball we just put that on there for gambling uh (laughs) gambling problem purposes it's it's actually the notification for the helpline yeah it's just... it's the 3 a.m latvian basketball is just fake you just get like five phone call like facebook ads like we might hear you have a gambling addiction call call this number oh, christ and commission smart he gets a kickback from the gambling uh the gambling anonymous people he knows <laughs> like that's why he puts it on there yeah i mean you know, like he he uh, you know he sponsors us. He's sponsored by the Gambling Anonymous. Yes. So, yep. I mean, that's you know, good way to do it. Uh huh. Yeah. There's just, that, just that way the, you can never. That way you can never uh, go wrong. Just the degenerates, like outside the freaking GA meeting. He's like, hey. I heard you like to gamble. <laughs> heard you've been clean for a week. That's quite the. Time to start a new streak. Heard, heard McDavid's <laughs> down with an ankle injury for three to five weeks. Hey, heard Parise's on his way to the island. <laughs> <laughs> might want to bet. Might want to bet the Islanders tonight. <laughs> You're like, oh well, oh, sounds too good. You think there's a GA like a Gamblers Anonymous? There's gotta oh, be. I know right? there is. I don't think it's called that, but mm. I'm sure there is. I, I, I can't what, imagine. I mean, what would it be? You know. The gambling help desk center. Yeah, the help. Desk. It's just a help desk. Just one dude behind a desk he found at Goodwill. Just call in. Say, oh, "Man, I can't stop gambling." He's like, "Well, s- s- fucking stop." Oh God. Oh yeah. shit. All right. It's a fucking revelation. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was worth my time betting on Latvia at three a.m. Uh huh. Yeah. It's totally worth it at this point. Shit. Well, fuck, what now, do we, we got on the docket today, huh? Uh, we got a few things. We got, um, I, I thought we'd take a second of our uh, busy schedule to throw some more shade at fucking Seattle. I love okay. how we used to, we used to love to sing their praises, but until they announce a fucking name, I'm going to curse them. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, we can, you know, you, you take your couple minutes. Let's see what you got here. So, Give so it your recently, recently NHL Seattle, uh, NHL Seattle, uh, formerly known as the Seattle Nothings, the Seattle mm. Hoosits. Yeah. Um, uh, they recently announced that they're going to have a monorail system that will uh, ease parking problems at Key Arena. Ooh. That's one of the, it's been one of the big problems at that place for a long time. Uh, so big monorail system. Uh, they even released artist concepts of what the concourse will look like. And uh, according to NHL Seattle, I uh, like the, the I think he has his own podcast and page. Uh, but it sounds like they're going to release uh, ticket prices tomorrow, like day-to-day ticket Ooh. prices and whatnot. Uh, so lots of news coming out, yet we still don't have a fucking name. The Seattle Coronavirus. The Seattle Coronas. The Coronas. The Coronas. We are, we, we are infectious. Sponsored by Heineken. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I... No, it's... It, I, I mean, it, I, I just don't understand. I, we're... Last time we were told it was going to be around the All-Star break, and then and I know them, and they said, oh, quarter one. Okay, well, what the fuck is quarter one? Is that the first, you know, is that the first four months of the year? First three months of the year? <laughs> I mean, technically it's supposed to be the first three. Okay, well, we're in fucking March now, so if it doesn't happen this month, then uh, they fucking lied to us again. Then we riot in the streets. Until they I mean, provide, then we dig up the fucking capsule. <laughs> we dig it, just pick one at random. Dig it up. And this, and, unless we up. were right, unless we were right the first time, and they just wrote, we have no fucking clue. I think it's just a middle finger. <laughs> like they just, you know, they've been hiring all these like artists and shit to do renderings of their fucking parking garage. And so they hired one of these these artists to just render a nice little freaking bird. They're gonna forget. Like they're gonna they're they're, they're gonna do all this. They're gonna get the monorail and they're gonna get the parking and they're gonna get like the concourse and the ice and they're gonna get like all of the logistical shit out of the way. Like they're gonna get that done and then they're gonna be like selling tickets and they're gonna be like, come see game one of NA- of Seattle's inaugural <laughs> season when the oh fuck. Oh, fuck. Did we pick a name? <laughs> it's all a fucking hoax, dude. So yeah. All of this is just to get, like, a new monorail and, like, some new <laughs> ice sheet downtown. And then it's, it's going to come. It's a scam. <laughs> it's just a fucking scam. What's that? <laughs> what was that guy? They did a whole 30 for 30 on him. Uh, the Islanders guy that, like, forged that he had a bunch of money. Yeah. That's what's happening with Seattle right now. They have no, like... I mean, at least they're doing nice renovations for the city. They're so... <laughs> uh, dude, Gary Bettman is getting screwed over so bad right now. Like, it's going to come out next week, and they're going to be like, yeah, so we got the monorail done, uh, you know, like these new ice surfaces. This week, we've shipped all of the homeless people <laughs> to Spokane again. <laughs> and we're we're just preparing for hockey. <laughs> Oh, we're we're happy to welcome back the Seattle the Seattle Thunderbirds to their new arena. Glad we did all of this for a WHL team. Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, here's a bunch of shade thrown. Oh, so much. I it's. I mean, you know what? We'll 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 stop talking shit when the name comes out. And I and even then though, like my hopes are so low at the moment. Like they're just so gonna botch this. 
Like it'll be they'll do some horse shit. Like they'll throw they'll they'll tease the logo, but it'll be like an inch of a corner. <laughs> they'll be like, we'll give you the the rest the ninety eight percent that we didn't show you in quarter two. Dun dun. And you just what's the what's the is that Law and Order? Yeah. Bang. Dun dun. <laughs> You just get, and then, and then, like every every three months, we just get like another twenty five percent of the logo. It's actually a hundred piece puzzle. <laughs> so for for the next hundred weeks, we get one piece of the puzzle of the logo. Oh fuck! And okay. then, and then right. it, it's finally done, and they don't have a name for it. It's just the fucking logo. And then we gotta wait another hundred weeks for the fucking logo. Or for the no, it's, it's just a it's just a generic shield that says Seattle. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is our shoulder patch. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to complete the puzzle. So great! I'm so excited. Um. Okay. Uh, let's move on from that. Um, s- some some small news bites uh, to get to. Uh, the New York Islanders release recently announced. Uh, to to the excitement of New York Islanders fans, that uh, they will be playing the remainder of the season, the playoffs, and next season in Nassau Coliseum. I think I pronounced that correctly. I think it's Nassau. Nassau. Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, from what I have been told from Islanders fans, uh, the Barclays Center is not made for hockey, and it is an awkward place to play hockey in. Uh, so... I mean, good good for them. I know they're working with a third arena right now being built uh, in, like, Brooklyn or something. So, uh, you know, um, uh, it's good for them, I think, uh, to get people into Islanders games. I think right now they're, they have a better team than the Rangers, so uh, they might be a little more popular at the moment. Yeah, I uh, I saw this one, too. I should have written, written down all the stuff. Um, they... <laughs> It's actually pretty interesting to see their record at the two. So I think their I think their record is actually better at. Uh, I think it's Barclays is the other. There's the Brooklyn one, right? Bar- yeah, Bar. Well, yeah, Barclays is like the bad one that they don't like going to. Yeah. So I think their record is actually better there, if I remember reading that correctly. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, they didn't. People didn't want them to leave the the coliseum i mean people didn't want them to leave there originally uh they just they you know it it sounded like the i think it was just the city just couldn't get anything done there to like renovate it or anything like that and so the nets i think uh, jay-z owned nets were going up in brooklyn and so it was just super easy to you know hey we can also put ice in here sometimes so um yeah i mean it'll be good for them i mean that's where their fan base is you know that's where that's where the people that love the Islanders are. Um, there's that guy from Entourage who did like the the interview with God. See, I'm bringing up thirty thirty again. Um, there you go. With the with the the owner that just totally freaking scammed everybody. Um, yeah. You know, and and that's that's where they're all from. I mean, that's that's where the fans are. So yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's good for them. Um, you know, it'll be it'll be fun for Johnny T to come back. You know, oh, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, th- those games are always fun. <laughs> um, uh, the board of NHL uh, dick bags or mm-hmm. commissioners yeah. or whatever. No, it's dick bags. 
Okay, dick bags. Uh, the board of NHL dick bags. They they got together today uh, to discuss, you know, uh, how how they can make uh, the TV deals uh, harder and uh, less convenient for fans. Hmm. Um. But but the only thing that was like conclusively done was that uh, um, they will they have decided not to fuck with the NHL's uh, e bug system, the emergency backup goalies. Uh, hmm. This was. This was brought to light. This issue was raised uh, mostly by Toronto fans and Toronto commentators uh, after the Maple Leafs lost to an emergency backup goalie. Um, uh, perhaps maybe people might have more sympathy for the Maple Leafs and their cause uh, if they won that game, but but they didn't. So uh, it kind of doesn't make sense. Th- their whole argument is like, Oh, the emergency backup goalie, you know, like how can we have somebody that's so low skilled play in a professional game? You know, like we need to put something in place to where they need to have somebody at least at like college or, you know, something level skill level. But again, this this would work quite well if e-bugs don't didn't have like I mean, I, I mean, in the last what decade, there's been three e-bugs and two of them have come out victorious. That sounds right. Uh, there's a uh, NHL looks like they did an article. There was one in Carolina, and I I remember no one remembers him because I think he did really bad. I'd, I'd have to look it up. I don't have it right in front of me, but uh, he didn't do well. And then there was Scott Foster, who didn't get didn't officially get the W because when he came in, the Blackhawks were already in the lead. But uh, he did. I mean, he was the goalie in when they won. In uh, our hearts, he did. Yeah, exactly. And then. Um, and then this guy, uh, David Ayers, uh, he actually got the official win because the the, I think I read that how that's decided is if you're the goalie in when the game winning goal is scored for your team, you get the win. Yeah. Wait. It's not like it's not like based on time in the goal or anything like that. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, you could be down four rip. You go in, your team scores five, right? So then you're you win then the you're, game. Then you get the win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's, I mean, I'm glad they kept it the way it is. Like if you, if you change it, then you get rid of all these great stuff, you know, it's, it's like hockey. I mean, it is so in the nature and culture of hockey to do this and to allow for these Cinderella stories to happen every once in a while. Like even, you know, even in a beer league where, you know, like say you got your, like in the A league and you've got to sub in a, a bottom league goalie because, you know, your main goalie didn't show up that night or something like you're still friendly to the guy you don't chastise him because you're you lost the game because you know he came in and he actually like stood in goal for you and that's just what you do yeah i mean people were slamming little black rubber discs at your face all night I mean, you yeah. should get all the praise in the world dude right like without him you'd have nobody in the goal so yeah i mean what were they proposed like what i'm curious to know what they're what the proposition was for like how to fix the e-bug from like the you know that whole side like the toronto side of things like we're just gonna blame toronto i don't know the specifics about it all i know is is that the argument was that they wanted e-bugs to like the threshold to be an e-bug you have to have like college level experience or have played in some professional way shape or form at one time Hmm. i don't i don't know the specifics on it i don't know it either um, all I know is is that that was their complaint was like you can't just send in e bugs that have no experience. Like this guy's a Zamboni driver, you know. 
Like he's never played professionally. He's a beer league goalie. Um, and that was their cares? argument. Right. Which, which again, I mean, if now would my argument now, if every back now, if every e-bug goalie came in and just got smoked 10 rip and you know, the situation was terrible, then yeah, maybe you and I might have a different tune on this. Right. But it's not like two of the three have come out victorious and when they do, it's a great fucking story. And it's not, and even if they do bad, it's not like anybody is gonna like, oh, what a fucking horrible goalie. <laughs> Man, they should have had somebody else. Right. Like, nobody's gonna get on his oh, case shit. and say, like, dude, why, how did you not prepare for this more? Dude, honestly, like, if, if Scott Foster or Aris came in and they were like, just got fucking waxed, mm-hmm. you really think Carolina fans or Chicago fans would have been like, Oh, fucking fuck this guy. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. The only time, the only, the only scenario that I could see that is that somehow, some way that one loss contributed to you making the playoffs or not. Right. Then, okay, maybe. And even then, that's such a rare scenario. Like, okay, it, it, I I just don't even, I can't even use an example because both the last e-bugs have won. Dude, and... And on top of that, like, if an e-bug comes in, if that's a situation, right? So last game of the season, it's just a straight-up dogfight for the freaking... This is the two teams fighting for the wild-card spot, yep. right? It just happens to fall in that way. And an e-bug comes in, and you lose. It wasn't meant to be. Both your fucking goalies got hurt, dude. Like, right. it's just the way it goes. I mean, you can't... And, and you know, if you think about it from, like, a... Not, not to get financial with this shit but if you think about it from like a financial aspect right if you have someone that was maybe uh nhl goalie previously or you know maybe uh was as good as a a college goaltender like those guys honestly aren't gonna be fucking zamboni drivers probably no offense to zamboni drivers but they're not gonna be zamboni drivers so you're gonna have to pay them more to basically just have you and i have been zamboni drivers before i mean i've zammed but you know I mean, I also wasn't playing in college or fucking the show, so sure, sure. you know. So I mean, hey. you know, I, it was just a way for me to make beer money and weed money. So, yeah, but I mean, basically, that was what we, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, if they asked me to fucking lace them up and throw a glove and a blocker on for to get peppered with like fifteen shots that I let ten of them in, you better believe I'm signing up for that shit. But. Right. If it's someone that's actually good, they, I mean, they probably have to pay him more money, and they, like, I just, yeah, I, I don't well, know. They're harder to find. Like exactly. one of the things about the e bugs is that like they're always they're available. Just there. Like that, yeah. that has to be like part of it is that the home team has to provide an emergency goalie, so you have to have somebody that lives in your town all the time. Well, and aren't most of them like it's like goalie, like a goalie coach can be one. Um, like in this case, right? Like the Zamboni driver can, it was one, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I mean, you know, they're all pretty much close to the game already. It's not just some random dude off like that won a fucking championship at Yale and is like, all right, you know, I'm at every one of the fucking Florida Panthers games. Right. I guess she's not going to fucking happen. Like, I'm sorry. So I, yeah, this is, I'm glad they stuck with it. I mean, there's just. You know what are you gonna do? You yeah. the last two won exactly, exactly. Yeah. Joke. So I, it's yeah. There's no reason to complain about it. And 
Toronto fans, I just don't. I mean, it's as of this recording, it's been nine days since you lost to a backup uh, to a Zamboni driver. So, oh, man, have they been the same since? Uh, I mean, I think I've a little, I looked at their record. They're actually not doing terrible. Hmm. I'm just um, well. I was talking about Toronto fans. Oh, Toronto fans. No, well, they're. Uh, I mean, they're. It's they're, they 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 operate on a on on like. They, they just they just pivot. They just pivot. They like there's it, it, Toronto wins one game and now they're cup favorites. Like yeah, Toronto's <laughs> Toronto's won three in a row now, and now apparently the problem was that uh, the the defense was too reliant on uh, O'Reilly or not O'Reilly. What's his name? Just Riley. Just Riley. Yeah. Uh, apparently the problem was that Riley was the problem because they were relying too much on him, <laughs> and now that they have an AHL defense in. Uh, they're relying on each other and playing solid defense. Yeah, um, yeah. That was the it, problem. Yeah, what I heard uh, from Kami actually, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. um, that Morgan Riley really wasn't someone who liked the defense playing soggy biscuit in the locker room. Mm. Um, and now that he's gone, they're able to really get after it together and team, you know, just bond. So. Right. Yeah, that's probably what it was. I think Kami also saw him having a, a, a Chicago style pizza. Yeah, deep dish. So I mean, pack your shit, pack Riley. Your, pack your Chicago. shit. Pack your shit, Riley. Pack your shit. <laughs> um, uh, you can eat pizzas for the rest of your career, fat boy. There, there you go. Um, yeah. No, I mean Toronto's. I mean, for all intents and purposes, their defense is depleted. They're missing Muzzin. They're missing uh, Riley. Uh, I think they're missing one other guy too. Um, and those are, I mean, the two that I named are their top two D. So, right. Uh, oh, they still got Tyson Berry, but yeah. Okay. Now everybody loves Barry. Now Barry's not the problem. Even, even though literally after the e-bug game, they wanted to murder him. I think Toronto's problem was the trade deadline was still coming up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, now that Barry's sticking around, they, they're, everybody's cool with him now. So yeah. whatever, but the, no, they'll, they'll hate him again. It just give it time. They'll, uh, They'll get to the first round of the playoffs and and lose to Boston, and uh, then he's going to be Jake Gardner all over again. I did watch Jake Gardner pretty closely. Who were they playing the other night? Uh, Carolina, and it was a good game. Colorado. Okay. And (laughs) Jake Gardner sucks, dude. Is he bad? He's fucking garbage. Okay. He's so bad. I was watching him. He's just making cross-eyes passes from, like, in his own zone when there's, like, fucking two Colorado players in front, like, in between. Sounds like, bad. dude, I oh, mean, you're we, fucking killing we were, me. I think he's playing, like, third-line defense. Like, he's not, he's not like, one of their top guys. Well, they and... had to move him into that because of Dougie being out. So, yeah. But as soon as well, Botnin's yeah, so maybe, in. Yeah, so maybe soon. he's bumped up a bit, but, yeah. um. Yeah, with Dougie. How long is Dougie out? Is he going to make the playoffs? Um, I haven't. Honestly, I have him in both my leagues, and I Still haven't. Se- I haven't even seen him. Like they haven't even started saying like, "Oh well, he, uh, you know, he he ate a full meal yesterday." Like they're just not even like talking about him yet. So he's he's a okay. while. I don't think he'll be um, back. Speaking of fucking injuries, we didn't write this down, but holy shit, man! We, you and I had a dog fight in fantasy, and uh, I, I, I still don't know how I won because I literally half my team has been dumped. <laughs> literally half my team's been dumped to the waivers because they're injured. 
My team threw on a pair of pull-ups on Saturday and decided to <laughs> shat themselves to a, the tune of 19 points, and I had a full roster. So that's how oh. that's how it happened. But yeah, um, dude, your team is a freaking. It's just like the emergency room. I I changed like, I, I, I changed my name. To, to glass bones and paper skin with the little fish from uh, Spongebob that that answers the door for chocolate. <laughs> it's No, like, um, so just on the roster right now, Igor Shesterkin, uh-huh. uh, Elvis Merlikens, Mark Stone, uh, Kyler Yamamoto, and Anthony Senior. They were hurt. Now they're back. Um, and then guys that I've dropped, uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who else has been fucked? There was one guy on my team that literally played for like a game and then just like it's died again. Yeah, can't remember the 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 list is so long though. I I just I here I'll pull up that activity right now. <laughs> there we go. Radix bonks lot you wow Radix bonks doing a lot of shit right now. Dude, I mo- I was moving on Sunday trying to make a push and then they freaking dumped again. Like, soiled the diapies big time. That's not good. Oh, Jake Muzzin. Yeah, Jake Muzzin I had for like three games, and then he went down with a broken hand. Dude, a little muzzy. Yeah, he's that's not good. Um, Alec Martinez, I, I added him back. He's doing okay. Hey, on a side note, Red Wings are only down by one right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, they'll they'll make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're gonna make a push. <laughs> Christ. All right. Anyway, not, not not fantasy talk right now. Um, uh, so we talked we talked about what we wanted to do. Uh, we, so last week we said we'd do a, a winners and losers of the deadline. I think what we'll do kind of right now is more just talk about winners and losers since the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, because while like while we would say like you know chicago was a loser at the deadline um they've they've been doing pretty well since the deadline you yeah. know we would you know or you could classify carolina as a winner at the deadline yet they are struggling to figure it out right now yeah i yeah Car- carolina i mean man when so i think yeah like i was saying i watched the colorado versus carolina game I mean, they looked good. So I mean, they looked good. They just couldn't. They couldn't seem to buy one until like the third period. And so I mean, Carol, Carolina looks good, um, but you know, it's gotta, it's gotta translate. You know, look and, here's here's what sets a goalie from a from a, a a good goalie to an elite goalie. Like you've got like AHL goalies are good. Like if they see the shot nine times out of ten, they'll stop it. Um, you know, they, they, they can, you know, their angles are okay. They're not going to let any like, you know, Bush league shit in that being said, it's the tough ones that go in on these guys. And right now, Carolina has two AHL goalies. They've got Forsberg who played with Chicago, who I don't know if you remember when Corey Crawford went down and they were rotating between Forsberg and somebody else, but, um, Anton. Yeah. Is it Anton Forsberg? No way. I think it's Anton Forsberg, and he's terrible. Oh, God. He is absolutely terrible. It's between him and one other person. And they're just... It's like Neltichik or something like that, right? Something like that, yeah. Neltichik. So, um, 
Yeah, they're they're struggling right now. They really need their fucking goalies back. They need fucking Mrazek, and they need Reamer back really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I talked a lot of shit about Reamer, but he's actually been playing quite well. But I guess he just needed to be on a team that actually has some defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking Florida doesn't know how, like... Florida doesn't, Florida doesn't know what defense is, dude. I was just about to say that. I was God. like, ask Bobrovsky how he feels about solid defense. So Bobrovsky's so sick of it, dude. Because he's no, he, see, and that's why he was always. That's why he always had great numbers in Columbus because Columbus had a lethargic offense, but it, they, they were at least secure in their own zone. And yeah, yeah. Bob actually, Bob actually looked okay when they were like shutting it down, but. Now he now everything gets through. Now everything gets through, and he's just like fuck my life. I think it's a perfect storm for them down there. They have like a full offensive, like, team, which is perfect for Quenville. But then Quenville always had like a pretty decent defense up in Chicago. Yeah, and so like, now you just throw Bobrovsky in there with high expectations, and. Not a great D. Like we thought they were gonna be okay coming into the season. They haven't been any good. And then no, I thought I thought they'd be able to string it to get with, with the <sighs> offense that they have. I thought their offense would be able to bail out their average D. Mm-hmm. They did and at the beginning just... of the season. That's that's the only reason that Florida's even around right now. Yeah. Is because guys like Huberdo and Barkov and guys like that were just going fucking off. Yep. And so I mean they were just winning high scoring games, but yeah, God, they they needed to make a push for a defensive defense, like a, a good top four, uh, you know, defensive defenseman. And they traded for a winger depth. Well, but defensive winger depth, I think. Kind of, you know, so, I mean, they were on the right track, I guess, but, like, it tr- it's not like Trocek was a defensive liability, you know? No. So, like, oh, I just, I, I don't like that to trade it at all for yeah, them. me either. I mean, it'll, it'll eventually Carolina, work but... out. It'll eventually work. Now, now, yeah, see, that being said, I don't know if Trocek was, like, the missing piece for Carolina, but, I mean, it's certainly going to help, and he'll figure his shit out eventually. Um, yeah. No. So, I, I, before we get into I want to start in the West, because we were talking before the podcast came on, or before we started recording, that the West is a tire fire right now, where you've got, I mean, more than half of the West right now like actively trying not to make the playoffs. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, well, probably not. But I mean, none of them are playing with any urgency. Right. There's not. I mean, so you've got Vegas, who's doing great. They're at the top of the Pacific since the deadline. They're doing awesome. They're eight and two right now. Um, they're. I mean, they're 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 doing just fine. They're probably going to run away with the Pacific Division uh, they since are. they've gotten their since they've gotten their shit. To, Stone going down that might hinder it a bit, but um, overall they're they're the best team in the Pacific. Well, you um, can't but, lose to the Kings though. I mean, if you're going to lose to a team, <laughs> might as well make it because, the Kings because <laughs> it's not like the Kings are going to gain any ground on you. Uh, I don't know, dude. The Kings have three straight wins, so uh, Dustin Brown. You're right. They have not been mathematically eliminated yet, like by Red Wings. That's right. They have 56 points. They're only they're less than 20 back. Okay. Okay. 
So you know, they got this, dude. So at the, so in that same token, the San Jose Sharks and the Ducks ha- also have a shot, right? You just wait, man. You just Vegas is really gonna fall off, and you're gonna okay. see LA at the top. Okay. <laughs> see Ducks in second and San Jose at third. How crazy is that? I mean, it was only it was only like two three years ago that that's what it was every fucking year. Yeah, LA and San Jose just like leading the top three, and everybody else was like, "Well, fuck." I mean, I guess we'll battle for a wild card. Now it's like, yeah. (laughs) Now they're still, but see, that's the problem. They they've fallen out, and no one stepped up. Like you've got Arizona, you've got Arizona that's five four and one in their last ten. You've got um, Minnesota's in the Central, Central, Uh, Vancouver. You've you've got Vancouver that's four five and one in their last ten. Now, granted. Marks from going down makes this, that makes that really tough. Right. I get it. Uh, Demko is not as as you could see in our fantasy league. Nobody wants to touch Demko. Dude, just leave him. He's, <laughs> just let him fucking rot. Oh, he is. They they just they just lost to the Blue Jackets last night. Like a four goal third period by the Blue Jackets brought him back. So brutal. Yeah, it's not good. So Columbus or Vancouver is playing mediocre hockey. Uh, Calgary is five, four, and one also, so a little better, but I mean, they're, you know, not so much. And then Edmonton, Edmonton's in second place in the Pacific division. They're five, three, and two in their last 10, and they only have 76 points. Do you know what that would get you in the East? Uh, yes, but tell me. You would be out of a fucking wild card with 76 points. How fucking nuts is that? That's just. And they're in second in the Pacific. Pacific just. You're See, right. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Nobody, nobody wants to grab it by the fucking nugs. And we, we never noticed this in the past. One because of the Pacific teams, or because of the California teams. They always dominated the top of the Pacific. That's right. number one. Number two, we never noticed it was this bad because the Central Division was so stacked that those wild card spots automatically went to the, you know, the fourth and fe- fifth mm-hmm. best Central Division teams. Yeah. So you never really know like they were always outside of a playoff spot and never could do it. But now that you've got three central four central division teams that aren't like Chicago is okay, they're still within my 10 point margin of error. Uh the bottom wild card spot is 72, they're at 66. So technically they're still in it, but I I mean I don't know if they're going to be able to string it enough together at this point. Um they're on a little run. And, you know, I I hope I hope they do. That'd be that'd be cool, but they're not going to. Um, Arizona has made so many trades to make a push. I mean, I don't know what else they could do except for Kessel and Hall. You know, Kessel and Hall are on paper mm-hmm. should make your team great, and they just don't. Um, I don't know if it's just chemistry or they don't like playing in Arizona or whatever. There's but... something. There's something with this team when Kemper is not in, and this is just the way it's been all year. Mm-hmm. When Kemper's not in, it's just it's not the same team. Okay. So now that he's back, we'll see. I'll give him about. They don't really only have about three games to show anybody that they're for real. But I mean, this is the time of year. Even when in the last couple, when they've had shitty years, this is yeah. when they turn it on. So I mean, we'll see. But yeah, I don't know what it is. Kessel Kessel needs. They needed to put Kessel in the press box and let him fucking eat a cheeseburger or two and just like stare down at the ice and be like, "Whoa, well, that's how you score a goal." Like you know, they just yeah. they needed to do that a while back. And now he's just like, dude, you're not going to take me out during the final push. Like, come on, you know. I, I almost, I almost feel like, I mean, 
What did, what did Pittsburgh get back in exchange for him? Uh, just Galchenyuk is a one for one. So he's got, okay. So both teams are not working so well. No. So, I mean, it, yeah. So I mean, I guess they didn't really lose anything. It's just I feel like Kessel was. He always argued that he could drive a line, and he was like, "Well, no." Okay, let me rephrase that. He never did. He actually was pissed in Pittsburgh because he was always put on a third line when he wanted to skate with Malkin. Mm-hmm. And so he gets traded away thinking that, okay, this guy's got enough talent that he can drive his own line. And I just don't – like, I'm not trying to take away from the skill of Phil Kessel. He is, but I feel like he's a guy that truly needs to skate with somebody elite in order to be a superstar. Yeah. Like, well, he I mean, needs a setup man. That's I mean, that's exactly how it was in Toronto before he went to Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean – we just. We just thought he was overinflated because when he went to Pittsburgh, he had fucking Crosby and Malkin dishing him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, it's good in theory, but, yeah, I mean, it was it was worth a shot, I think, for the Coyotes to kind of go, okay, you know, come on, dude. Like, you wanted to be off the third line. We're going to throw you on a first line. Let's, let's see what happens. Well, they also have – I mean, they haven't really played him with, like, a ton of setup guys. Um you know, really, on that team, the best setup guys are like Keller is more of a pass first guy, and Schmaltz is more of a pass first guy, and they did have him with them for a little bit. Um, sure, but yeah, yeah, I'm not. What's sure. blowing? What's blowing me away right now is Minnesota legitimately has a shot to make the playoffs. Yeah, which I I've never, I never. I don't understand I don't like this that team. team. You know, you know, uh, you know who's playing really well for them. Got for, actually got first star this week. Hmm. Uh, Kevin Fiala for, over from Nashville. Yeah. So that's finally turning into a good trade for Minnesota because that, that kid's starting to find his groove, sure. and that's been good. That's been really good for them. So, um, and and I think Galchenyuk. I mean, I don't think he's producing like that many points there yet, but I mean. That's still a pretty solid, you know, middle six guy that they can sure. that can produce some offense, you know, if it comes down to it. So that that team's, yeah. I think looking at this, um, who do you, who do you think's getting in? I mean, who who are we looking at? Are we comfortable so, with the three that are in so each division? No. Well, okay, Central. Yeah. I mean, St. Louis is making it. Yeah. Colorado's making it, and Dallas is going to make it. Yeah. Um, in the Pacific, the only one that I'm confident in saying is Vegas. I mean, all it takes is Edmonton to become Edmonton again. And I mean, 76, they're only, they're only two wins up on the bottom wildcard spot. Like it, it could easily take a shift. Um, that being said in their Pacific division, there's not many that can challenge them. Like, you know, Arizona and Vancouver are the only two Pacific teams that could maybe bump one of them out. Uh, I, I so for sure's for sure's are those top three central teams in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- likely, likely is Edmonton and Calgary. Um, I don't, I don't see them falling out. Um, I, it's possible if Vancouver if Vancouver gets their shit together, which we've seen that they can do. If they get Markstrom back, who can actually give them solid goaltending? Because that, I mean, that's Vancouver is the definition of run and gun. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's just no way around it. They've got too many young guys that have potent offensive capabilities 
that I mean their their team is we will outscore you. Right. And then and and if we fuck up, Markstrom will stop you 99 times out of 100. Right. That's base that's basically their strategy. Right. So, um if they can figure that if they can get Markstrom back and get solid goaltending, it's possible that they could move up. Um that being said, I don't know, man. The wild card so- spots are just so there's just so much God, I mean, you th- you just when you think Nashville's starting to kind of get it together, they um they don't. So uh, I they, they just God, they're just struggling with consistency. Winnipeg is, you know, they had it together for a second, but now they're playing 500 hockey. Um, it's just a lot of teams playing 500 hockey, see, with mm-hmm. <laughs> losing every other game and hoping that the other team doesn't lose two, or hoping that the other team loses two in a row instead of you. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's a sad situation that that is so uh, if i'm gonna if i'm gonna guess i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say that minnesota gets it together makes a push and gets one of the wild cards and i'm gonna say that winnipeg gets their shit together and takes one of the wild cards Ooh. Okay, I can see that. Then, I do like Winnipeg. Then, I, I know they're they're falling behind, kind of like Vancouver. They're not going to do anything. They're gonna they're gonna play either the Blues or the or the Golden Knights in the first round and get smoked. But they're they're they. I think I think they do it. I just Chicago is too far out at this point. Even if even if they do well, like if, say they play you know seven hundred hockey right now, um, it's just not enough. Yeah. You know, you would for Chicago to have any chance at all. You need a team that's ahead of them that is going to take a dive. And the only team that I see that has the capability of taking a dive right now is Vancouver. And that yeah. and that will be that will be remedied as soon as Markstrom comes back, whenever that may be. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know when that. I is. don't. I don't see Minnesota diving. I see them. I see them coming back to earth. You know they're they're six three and one right now. They're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I see them coming back to earth, but I don't see them falling. Um, Arizona has has stopped the bleeding. They they were like there was what were they on like a three four game losing streak? Uh, it was I, I don't in in twenty twenty they had only won like I think two or three games. Like it was bad. They yeah, were getting so owned. I I think they stopped the bleeding. They'll they'll. They'll finally get some. You're right. I think Darcy Kemper is the solu- the solution to that. Um, but well, and that's the t- that's the time of year. This is the time of year to have solid defense and good goaltending. And so yeah. you know, I think because it, it it's just it's just that time of year where if your team can't figure out that it needs to just battle through two one wins, yep. um, you know, then they don't they don't need to be in the playoff picture anyways. Yeah. And so I think that that's kind of the way that I'm looking at these games. Um, it's just you know who who has that ability to kind of fight until the end, sure. and um, that's why I don't like Vancouver. Even even when Markstrom comes back, I'm not a huge I'm not huge on Vancouver. Um, okay. Still pretty young. That's that's my that's my Agree. only that's my only thing with Vancouver. Um, and their defense isn't great. Um, they're pretty they're pretty young. Um, Nashville. I just I don't know what to think of Nashville. I just They've... don't trust them. I just don't trust them. I don't. I think this yeah. is the year they miss the playoffs. I just don't see them doing it. They're not consistent enough. 
What they have the benefit of right now is they have three games in hand on like the, or, you know, a good amount. So three games in hand on both Winnipeg and Arizona, and then they're not too far up on Minnesota and Chicago with that. But um, yeah, I mean they do have some games in hand, which is nice. But yeah, it's not helping them. They're losing to Edmonton as we talk about this. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's a that's a not a divisional game, but it's a it's a conference game where every playoff point counts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, so this is this is going to be out of freaking out of the middle of nowhere. Um, Go for it. I I actually I think Nashville is starting to click enough. Oh wow, Nashville tied it up. Maybe you're right. Yeah, so I think Maybe Nashville they're... is starting to click enough that they're. And with enough games in hand, I think they should be good. And I think they're, they're obviously going to be a wild card. They're not going to. They're Dallas isn't going to drop that far, and Colorado City no. are going to drop that far. Dallas, Dallas is a scary fucking team. Like they are. I I'm calling them. I know they're third place in their division, but they're a dark horse in my opinion. Like there's, they are solid enough defensively to really frustrate some teams. And that's just that's that been their mold when they've had success has been like. Uh, Kari Lettinen just stands on his fucking head in the playoffs and, and before that. So, I mean, having Bishop, having Kari Lettinen who's done that before and then Bishop mm-hmm. on top of it is just amazing. So, um, I the the team in, actually in the Pacific that I don't really like, um, So I, and I think, I think what will, I think this is very bold, but this is what I think is going to happen. Okay. I don't really like Calgary. I don't like Calgary either. I, it's, me saying they're going to make the playoffs is not me saying they're good enough to make the playoffs. It's me saying that they're not as bad as teams below them. Yeah, that makes any sense. Yeah, I like think they're not. They're not winning because they're good. They're not making the playoffs because they're good. They're they're doing it because they're less average. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so I I have a so me being you know a bit of a, a bit of a homer just because I live down here and shit. I. I do think that Coyotes are going to figure their shit out, and they're going to go on a little bit of a run here. Okay. Um, and I think it's going to be at the detriment of Calgary. So I think Calgary and Vancouver are going to fall out. Seventy-one. Um, so that's four points. I mean, that's two wins. Cal- Arizona's got they're tied at sixty-seven games. Yeah. I mean, so depending on Arizona's schedule, it's not impossible. It's not impossible, but I I do think um, I think Minnesota is going to come on strong. Um, but I think things are clicking for them. I think they've had an, I think they're pissed. Yeah. Like that team is running on hate right now. Like I'm like, they're tired of this team being shit. They've, they've always been like, what, what is the most common critique of Minnesota? They're the most boring team. Boring. Yeah. No one cares about them. They like, they're, they're kind of that middle road team that sneaks into the playoffs and then gets eliminated or just barely doesn't make it. And I think, I think, you know, like the GMs basically declaring them sellers because they got rid of Zucker and they got rid of uh, one other guy. Can't remember. It was an early trade, I think. Mm-hmm. But in any case, um, basically declaring them uh, sellers at the deadline, which essentially means that you're waving the white flag. Um, yeah, I just I don't know what like Minnesota is so tricky because I don't know what they are because like. I don't think they know what they are. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, yeah, 
I, I honestly, I think, I think, points wise, I think we can see Calgary drop off here pretty quick, and so because of that, I'm just going to go Vegas, Edmonton, and, and Arizona in there, and then I do think Nashville will figure it out. Um, okay, Minnesota, they really, you know, they they can they'll they can catch a spark, and they're not that far out. No, so not. yeah, I think I, I think it's going to be Minnesota. My only red flag with Minnesota is I don't think their goaltending is that great, uh, but they've been playing good lately. So no, they're not. I mean, this is all kind of a moot point. Like, I mean, it's I'll tell you right now the the conference final is going to be one of the teams in the top central and Vegas. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it, barring barring some horrible breakdown from Vegas uh, or one of those top teams, it's just I mean that's. Colorado and Dallas are probably going to go at it. They'll they're they're going to fight for who has home advantage. Probably Colorado's going to take that. Mm-hmm. They'll play each other. That's going to be a great series with one team high offense, the other team high defense. Um St. Louis is going to just slaughter any whichever wild card team gets the low. <laughs> whichever whichever team has the misfortune of getting the bottom wild card spot, St. Louis is just going to kick their ass. Mm-hmm. Uh same with Vegas. Like, if Vegas is going to meet, if Vegas, all these wildcard teams, Vancouver, Nashville, Winnipeg, Arizona, Minnesota, Chicago, none of them can beat St. Louis or Vegas. Right. In a seven-game series. Not one of them. Right. They could probably steal some games. You know, if there's if there's one that could maybe give them a run for their money, maybe it's Nashville. Maybe mm-hmm. they can pretend that they, you know, this is two years ago. Right. Um, Vancouver, I, I, I think that they might be able to, like I said, make a, they're young. They're not. They're not going to make the distance, but they could make things interesting. Um, but Winnipeg's nothing. Winnipeg can't beat any of those teams. Uh, Arizona in a seven-game series just won't last. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota, while they're doing better now, I don't. I, you know, if I had to say that any of them had a shot, it's either Minnesota or Vancouver, and that's a stretch. So yeah. Um, and then it's just going to be you know Vegas will play Edmonton or Calgary. Uh, that'll be a closer series, especially if it's Edmonton versus Vegas, but I, I think Vegas will still take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Vegas versus, I mean, whoever's going to win the Central, so it's going to be either you know St. Louis, Colorado, or Dallas. I, I couldn't tell you who's going to win a Dallas-Colorado series. That's going to be a good one, though. Yeah. That'll be a great series to watch. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I still like the defending champs here. I do too. Yeah, I, I do think too. I think it's still St. Louis versus Vegas. I mean, we've, you know, we. I mean, we. Can't, I think we have to. We need to start writing this shit down. But I think that's very similar to what we both had was Vegas St. Louis in that final over there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, our, I think our actual like place predictions are all fucked up. But um, yeah, Vegas and St. Louis. That's de- they're they're definitely the top, especially with the the moves that Vegas made at the trade deadline. They're they are set. I mean, it's to them. It's conference finals or bust. Right. You know? I mean, at bare minimum. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, so let's let's shift uh, to round out the program here. Let's shift to the East. Okay. Uh, where where things are a little more clear cut, but I guess not really. I mean, you kind of you still have a sit. Like it's they're fighting for placement, mm-hmm. but you can kind of tell who the top teams are. Um. In the Atlantic, obviously Boston, Tampa, uh, God, Toronto, man. I, <laughs> they, I don't even think they know what they are. <laughs> That's so bad. Ooh, I, so Toronto's Washington's making hilarious. the playoffs. 
Um, Philly is coming out of nowhere. Six, six, eight and two in their last ten. Six wins in a row. Um, I, I, I don't think any of us. You had this. I remember I, I this did, was like one of our biggest differences. Yeah, I did have Philly having having a good year. Um, they're honestly they're going above my expectations though too. So, especially lately, they've been just they caught fire. Mm-hmm. They just absolutely I, I caught think, fire. I not to be pessimistic about it. I I don't think they're. I think they make the playoffs. I don't. I don't know if this continues. Yeah, because Pittsburgh's got to figure it out eventually. Like they lost six in a row. Like there's a problem, obviously, but they'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, Their problem is they brought in fucking older Jason's, players. Jason Zucker. I mean, Zucker's been the best player fucking during this run, dude. Yeah. But, but yeah, Ru- I mean, Russ has fallen off. Yeah, um, just, Gunsel's still... Is Gunsel out forever? I don't know. I know watching um, Pittsburgh and Ducks, I think, is, is who it was. But they were they were saying, like, they have quite a few Pittsburgh players that are right on the edge. They're, they're okay. like, basically, they're, they're getting ready to come back. So, so if Gun- I mean, if Gunsel could come back... Yeah, if Gunsel could come back, that'd be awesome. But they, they, cause I mean, he's definitely missed. But uh, yeah, Pittsburgh is—they'll figure it out. Are they a cup team? No, but they'll, they'll figure it out. They're they're a first or second round. I would love to have things stay the way they are. Philly and Pittsburgh for Man, a series that would, again. That would take me back like freaking six, seven, eight years, man. Mm-hmm. Well, That's they a- met last year, didn't they? Or a year before? Uh, maybe year before. I don't I think, think Philly Philly didn't make it in last year. Oh, it was, yeah, it was so. the year before. Sorry, that was when the Caps won because the Caps beat Penguins in round two. Yeah, yeah. And Philly Philly lost to the Pittsburgh in first round. Yeah, I mean maybe um, that would help build that rivalry back up, huh? Yeah, maybe. So let's let's take a look at. I mean, so I mean, but so the Atlantic Division is the one that's like almost cemented you've got boston and tampa obviously mm-hmm. um maybe tampa will challenge boston for the for the top spot but i think boston's going to take that um and then going from there i mean hold on let me put let me put it up in the divisions oh come on there we go um so you got toronto at 78 and then oh i did not know i did not know that divi- why is that division so bad why is the atlantic division so bad the team in fourth place in the Atlantic Division is Florida. Yeah. No, and I, they're we talked they're about this though. I mean, that's you know, this is yeah, this division was there. The, you know, we didn't know how it was going to shake out exactly. I think I think we both still had Tampa at number one for this division, but yeah, I mean, after those three, so maybe Toronto. No yeah. So, okay. So I I change it. Toronto's solidly in. I mean, yeah, they've got enough distance on Florida now because they're the. Wow, that's dumb. Because to me, to me, Toronto just doesn't feel like a playoff team. But the, I mean, they've got no one to challenge them. Florida's five points behind. Yeah, and and sinking. They're not. They're not on the upswing. Yeah, it's not like they're pushing. No. Um. So I guess it's the fight for the. I guess it's the fight for the wild cards in the Eastern, um, or and the Metropolitan Metro, Division. Yeah. Uh. I mean, Islanders could easily bump back up into that top three. Um, for some weird reason, so could Columbus. I don't, I don't understand how, but yeah, they could. Columbus, Columbus has some issues right now. Columbus has injury. The reason they're up is because they lose games in overtime. They have fourteen overtime losses. Yeah, 
So that's that's what's keeping them in it. They're not. It's it's their record is deceptive. Um, I I mean I love Columbus. I, I hope that they do well. Uh, but with with a healthy lineup, this team had that. They still were feeding off of that fuck the world mentality. Like mm-hmm. you guys thought we were gonna suck, and they were feeding off of it. And then they even got Merzlikens in, and they were just doing so good. But they're they're so banged up. I it was probably two or three games ago. I was watching a Columbus game, and they put up on the screen like all their injuries. They're like, they're down like eleven players. Yeah, it's crazy to injuries, and I think it's been added to recently. Like they they got back Ryan Murray, which doesn't really help you much, um, and then they lost somebody else. So, I, I mean, k- kudos to them for basically. I mean, they're still kudos to what they've done so far with basically an AHL roster. Yeah, you, know, you got. I mean, yeah. when one of your when one of your best player oh gerby that was it gerby just went down oh shit yeah so now they're really fucked yeah yep they're on a free fall now yeah I, who I the mean, fuck's gonna score goals for them? no one there's and that's been their problem <laughs> like they've got just that's their luck just when they've got solid goaltending like corpusalo is not terrible and mers lincoln's is fucking rock steady like even when they lost you know eight games in a row mers lincoln's save percentage didn't dip below like 0.910 mm-hmm you know, he's solid goalie. Um, they just need somebody that can fucking score a goal, and every one of them got hurt. Oliver Brokstrand is hurt. And he was the one that was fucking powering the way. Yeah, Cam Atkinson, so, Seth Jones. Yeah, so... Yep. I mean, I'm looking at this. Uh, honestly, for the East, there's just not much not much give here. I mean, I think... I Honestly, the only thing... I think everything remains as is. Maybe some positional changes. But the only change is, I think Columbus will fall out, and Carolina will get their shit together. Yeah, I, I I haven't followed Carolina goalie situation enough. I don't know when they're back. Right. Oh, so let's that's my okay. only thing. That'll be my addendum to that. If if Carolina's goalie situation goes on longer than like say another week, then then I retract my statement, and the Rangers could honestly make a push. Mm-hmm. Or if I mean. It, in a miracle world, if Columbus figures their shit out, they're in a position right now to to hold them off. True, but I just don't. I I foresee them. I foresee them having a not a not a horrible crash, but I see them you know playing three hundred hockey, four hundred hockey for the rest of the way, and that's just not that's not going to be enough to get you that wild card spot. Yeah, Rangers um, need Shesterkin back. So if, I I think that's what happens. Shesterkin comes back. Yeah. Um. He's my fantasy skating. tells me that he's already skating yep and taking low shots so um could be back any day now mm-hmm. and if he goes in there and backstops them they could easily i mean they're four points back with with two games in hand on columbus yeah yeah it's totally doable um i don't see florida doing it they're they're out i mean it's i've written them off there's there's no save in this team uh, and it's public knowledge that the team that management has written them off um Bobrovsky is not the goalie that everybody thought he was well I knew he wasn't but <laughs> he's bad um, oh he's not bad have you even watched those games well the yeah, team okay. in he's, front of him is def- garbage dude. right he's getting left out to dry but that team thought that he was an elite goaltender that was playing behind a subpar defense and it was the other way around where Columbus actually had a solid defensive plan in front of them with Jones and Rorensky and Bobrovsky was just he was he was decent to good because he wasn't shot attempts were getting limited. Now he gets all of the shot attempts. 
Uh, no, I disagree with you. He's still a good goalie. You you can't you can't have you can't have a breakaway. You can't have just the amount of the amount of opportunities that Florida gives other teams. Um, I His there's not there's not like many point. goalies. You couldn't you couldn't stick fucking Vasilevsky on Florida and have Vasilevsky. I mean. Yes, his save percentage is probably going to be, or you know, he's, his numbers are going to probably look a little bit better than Bobrovsky because he's a better goalie than Bobrovsky, but it's not going to be any good. The team, the team, just for some reason cannot figure it out. Like, okay, so I've watched so enough Florida my, okay. games, dude. Like, I like I've watched it. It's okay. Bad. So let's. So if you took Bobrovsky and you put him on another team with a high power offense but mediocre to average defense, so say like, um, let's put him on Toronto. Oh, he's getting shelled in Toronto. Like he's like he's worse. Than, I think he's. You could you could make an argument that he'd be worse in Toronto. Mm. I don't know. I, I mean, so, the games so would be what, much. What have you? So what have you seen from him that this is this is what your decision is? So like because it goes because it goes back to call to Columbus. Okay, he would always have these games where oh he's an elite goaltender. He's putting up these. He had one good season. I will totally give him that. Like, he had a great, fantastic season. I think it was, like, one of the last years that Rick Nash was there. Um, no, that's probably too far back. But um, it was it was a while ago when he was the Vesna winner. And then after that, he's never... It, it's that difference between good goalies and elite goalies. Like, elite goalies can throw a team on their shoulders and and power them through the playoffs. Bobrovsky cannot do that. Bobrovsky has to have a good team in front of him. Hmm. I disagree like with the, you. Like what? Okay, what goalies in the, so what goalies in the league would you consider elite that can care? So Pekka Rene for a for a while, not now, but he could pick up a team and carry him on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Andre Fleury at certain points. Henrik Lundqvist in his prime, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, those those years that the uh, the Rangers made the playoffs and even made that Stanley Cup run, that was that was Lundqvist, man. So what's what's saying what's saying with all of those goalies that you just named, right? Mm-hmm. What's saying that they didn't have the defensive scheme, they didn't have the defensive players, they didn't have the defensive forwards in front of them that were making them a better goalie at that time? So okay, so let's let's go back down the list. I said mm-hmm. Rene. Okay, so that's a bad example on my part. That's a good one because d- at the time, Nashville was a very defensively minded team. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like one of the best defenses in the league. We talked about that last year. Um, Flurry, uh, that's a decent example because while you know those years with Pittsburgh, I wouldn't say that they were the most defensively minded team. But then again, you do have you know at the time the best offense. So well, and good coaches and two way forwards. I mean, sure, you know all that all that shit all that does apply. So. Sure, exactly. Um, Vegas, you know, I mean, they're they were one bad call away from going to you know moving on last year. Um, and Lundqvist, I mean, he's he's been to the Stanley Cup final at least twice. I want to say, maybe maybe once, twice, mm-hmm. something like that. And I would never say that New York has had solid defense in a while. Like but, Stahl. yeah, but it's it's not always it's not McDonough, Gerard. Um, that's good. that's those those are all during time. They're they're so defensively minded, right? Okay. I mean, that's even fair. McDonough is a two way D, and he was their top 
top D for a while, right? That's fair. Um, okay, how about how about how about uh, let's say we put Bobrovsky on uh, the the Ducks? Yeah, he's gonna be doing. I mean, I mean, but you know, Gibson is the freaking Jesus. So right, exactly. That, that, but that's that's my point. Like Gibson is an elite goaltender. Bobrovsky is he can if he has a good. He's not bad. I'm not like there are bad goalies. Like you could have the best team in front of you. But if you have a bad goaltender, like it doesn't matter how good the players are in front of you, you're going to lose. My point is, is that Bobrovsky needs a good team in front of him to be good, to be elite. Because if to be elite, yeah, okay, sure, we'll put it that way. Like, well, but see, in my opinion, elite means that you can put a mediocre, an elite goalie can make up for a deficiency on your roster. So you put Tuka Rask on Toronto. What are we looking at? That's a good. That's a good squad. That's a good squad. I mm. but I could be biased on that one because I also do have a very low opinion of Freddie Anderson. Yeah, like I I think Freddie Anderson is an average goalie. I do not think of him as elite, and I think I don't on on many nights I don't see him even as good. I see him as an average tendy on most nights. Hmm. I he's not see and I and I I even like Boston, but Tuka Rask has has had. And still has a very, very, very good top six in front Agreed. of him, right? So Agreed. I mean, it's just it's apples to oranges, right? We can't and until said, until we could see something like that. I think sure. there's you know there's been enough sprinkled across the board in Boston to get away with it. Like I mean, like I mean, when they won the first cup, that was Zenochara, you know, yeah, and Lukic, and you know, guys that you know, Lukic in his prime rather, um, guys that could get it done, and Rask backstopped it, you know, but. So do I think, you know, if I think, yeah, so if you, in this example, you take Rask now or, you know, Rask four years ago, you put him on Toronto, I think that's a different team. I think, I think you've got a team that's more confident in letting shot attempts through in order to sacrifice to get to offense, or, or rather they continue to just play the way that they are, but goals don't go in because Hmm. they trust Rask. Yeah, I think the only way, the only way we'd be able to settle this is high scoring chances. Because I think yeah. I think that's where, like, you watch any Florida game, they probably give up five or six high-scoring chances a game. And Bobrovsky can save three or four of them. But even those sure. two, I mean, all it takes is, you know, some nights all it takes is one or two others to squeak through, you know, that aren't high-scoring chances. And this is, this is it's game over because this offense sure. or this defense is just allowing too much. So. But see, that's – and that's – so that circles back. And using the Ducks as, like, an example, like – even on a horrible Ducks team that has, you know, their, their their strength is, what, defense? And yet they're still not even that defensive nowadays. Um, Gibson's still putting up fucking, you know, what's his save percentage right now? Uh, it's below 910. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing. So yeah, That's pretty good for a guy that's on a team that's, like, bottom dweller. Yeah. I mean, that's, but... I mean, even even with that though, that's all scheme, right? So the 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 scheme that the Ducks have right now is, let's just go out and see if we can get some offense. So their defensive scheme is actually not good, and so you 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 know you watch Gibson's save percentage and his goals against just his save percentage drops and his goals against average just blows up from last year because it's a whole different scheme, 
than you know what, what they he, were seeing last year. But he always consistently puts up above. Like I mean, let's just set the bar real low. Like he's always consistently above a nine hundred. But Rovsky's not. This is Bobrovsky the this is, is not, the first year. <laughs> this is the no, first I'm year. Back, I'm going back to I'm going back to Columbus. Yeah, this like is the last, first year he has been below a nine hundred. I almost guarantee it. I don't know about that. I think his last two years in Columbus were not as good as you think. Mm, I dis I disagree. I've had him I've had him the last two years. Um, here I'm pulling it up just for you. All right, I was googling it too. Let's see. I just don't. Oh, this is just with Florida. Damn it. Yeah, so he hasn't. He's never been below a nine hundred. Technically, if you want to get technical about it, he's not below nine hundred right now. He is exactly at nine hundred. Nine hundred. Okay, but he's dipped below. He's dipped below it. Right. So year. the only the only other year he's even been below point nine ten is fifteen sixteen, and he only played thirty seven games. So I think I think he got player. hurt and he was just you know back and forth okay. there. So I mean. You know his his numbers even even with a good D. I mean, you know, okay. there's always going to be those I, I games where he's got some of my statement. I retract <laughs> some of my statement. <laughs> That's fair. Actually, I still I still don't see him as an elite goaltender. I don't need. I mean, I, I think because I if think... he if he were elite, he would have dragged Columbus farther into the play. They, the entire time that he was with Columbus, with all of these great numbers, he won one playoff series. Yeah. Well, I mean that's a and, whole other that's a whole other thing. He's... Right, you, it's totally. But my my point is is there's a difference between good goaltenders and elite goaltenders. And elite goaltenders can can drag a, a team's deficiencies through the mud and get you into the next round. Yeah. Whereas Bob, I just don't. Bob has to have complementary pieces in order to succeed. I think that's fair to say with probably seventy percent of the goalies in the league. Like, look at. Right, exactly. Well, and that, I mean, 70% are good. Well, 60% are good, 30% are elite, and then 10% are bad. Okay. I, I don't hate those numbers. Like, there's there's That's a fine. few goalies in the league that, like, should not be. Jimmy Howard is no longer an NHL-quality goaltender. He has not won a game since October 28th. Right. <sighs> okay. Uh, it's... Now that's no shade on Jimmy. I mean, he's thirty-six years old and playing for the worst team in the league. Like, fuck else is he gonna do? Um, he's making money. You know, that's just what he's doing. Um, but I just I feel like that there's you can go from team to team and you can find a couple of those. I don't, you know, uh, trying to think of another goalie that I that falls into that category. Um, Joan, nah, Jones. Could still, he, I don't see Jones as bad. Uh, he had a bad year, but I don't see him as bad. Um, so couldn't Bobrovsky just have a bad year? It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. It is. I mean, is his? I feel like his. What, what they were hoping for. I guess this is what encapsulates my argument: is that what Florida was hoping for was that getting elite Bobrovsky would cover up the lack of defense on this team. Mm-hmm. And it it has failed miserably. Yeah. Because Bobrovsky can't. Bobrovsky shines when he's got a defense in front of him. That was like the one nice thing that he had in Columbus was he had Jones and Marensky watching his back. So Whereas me... here, here you've got fucking Keith Yendel. Yeah. So here like, here's a good here's a good comparison. And I think okay. we'll, I think we can leave it at this. Okay. 
Is Corey Crawford elite? So, are we talking legacy or are we talking about currently? I'm saying, like, if we're thinking about elite goaltenders that have... You know what? We'll we'll go back. We'll even say, you know, elite goaltenders in the last five years. Like... Right? Okay, so legacy, yes. Corey Crawford is an elite goaltender. Now, Corey Crawford now? No, Corey Crawford now is a good to average goalie. Okay. Same so with Hen- same with Hen- exactly like uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Lundqvist is an elite goaltender, but n- this year, no, he's average. Right. So I think that's a good example for me where that's a Quinville team, right? Yep. And we've see we did see uh, you know towards the end of the Quinville era in Chicago, Crawford just dropped off big time, right? And even mm-hmm. even when they had those cup runs and things like that. I don't think Crawford was really putting up, you know, Vesna trophy numbers, right? So I think I think those are all things to like take into account when we're looking at I I, I would agree. I don't think Barbrowski is elite after this year, especially, right? You can't look at his numbers and no, say he's, oh he's, he's in that he's in that, you know, that big sixty percentile where he's he's a good goalie. Like he's not he's not bad. He's not bad. You know, he he's definitely getting shelled in in Florida. But um, I just don't think he's not in that top 20 to 30 percent of elite goaltenders that I feel that can can drag a team into the playoffs. You know, I mean, Lundqvist did it several times. Unfortunately, they could never get him all the way there. But that I mean, that's the mark of like a a goalie that can literally I mean, you could even argue Binger did that last year to a degree. Yeah. So in that in that same in that same conversation, Bobrovsky has two Vesnas. Yeah. Right. Sure. So so then we're so at that point we're just saying, it's just all defense. Because I don't buy it. <laughs> I mean it, it it helps it definitely helps, um, but I think you know I think I think there's there's a lot of different things that go into it, and I think you know. Okay, and and so and I don't, I okay. I'll let you take this one. I'll let you take this one because my my counter argument to that would be, you know, you're looking at individual stats versus how far you've gotten your team into the playoffs. But I don't want to get into that argument because it is kind of split. It is kind of splitting hairs because I mean, you can look at individual stats and say this person is elite and this is good. But at the end of the day, what's the ultimate goal? Right. So Matt Murray is. Elite. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Matt see, Murray. It goes, what? it goes back and forth way too much. Matt Murray was. I would. I would make a strong case that Matt Murray was was elite. That that cup year run. Yeah. I would say he was elite. Because yeah. because obviously, Fleur, like obviously, without you couldn't just stick any schmuck in there. You know, Flurry went down, or or rather, Flurry wasn't playing well. Murray mm-hmm. came in, stepped up, right. So I mean, there it's, there is something to be said about that. I mean, yeah, but it, but the, I don't think there's a right answer to that. Like, I, no, I'm not that person that says, "Oh, cups make the that what what is what is it off a of letter kidding? They don't ask how they ask how many, right? Um, I'm not necessarily that. Like, I mean, I've been I've been singing the praises of Hen Lundqvist this entire time. I think he's an elite goaltender. Um, so. 
But that being said, while he doesn't have a cup, he did lead those teams on a lot of deep playoff runs, whereas Bobrovsky does not have that on his, rec- on his resume. Yep, that's true. It's fair. Um, so I do. So real quick, while we're on the subject of goalies, I do want to say an argument here for elite goalies right now. One of the best tandems in the league. Right, we've got we've got a few teams in the league that are embracing the new style of goaltending, where you've got an uh, a one A and a two A, mm-hmm. or one A two one A one B. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. However, you want to explain that. Like two starting level goaltenders, right? Um, and we're seeing success with it. I mean, so not there's not not big enough sample size for Vegas because they've only been at it for three games. Um, but there's there's a situation where that could happen where you've got Robin Leonard and Marc Andre Fleury. Um, uh, jump down to Dallas. That's a that's a great example. Yep. Ben Bishop and uh, uh, what's Let his name? Him. Kari Lettinen. What's that? Kari Lettinen. Yeah. Yeah. No, not Kari Lettinen. No, 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 Isn't no. no. Um, Kudobin. Is it Anton Kudobin? It's Anton Kudobin. No, let him in. Let him in left a while ago. No way. Yeah, Kari, God, Kari Lettinen is not, not there thing. anymore. What's that? I said, I don't follow Dallas enough. That... <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But that's a great tandem. Uh, looking at Boston. Boston's got, I mean, they literally on an alternating basis between Halak and Rask. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think now, but I, I, I will totally take the answer of play it on a case-by-case basis. That's totally fair. But I'll ask you anyway. Do you think this is the new norm where you get, where you invest into starting level goalies and work them in and out or do you try the traditional way of like you've got a, a designated starter and the backup who comes in every 10th game or something uh see uh, yeah i i like i like 50 to 30 so i like okay. i like a, a fully designated starter but your backup has to be able to play at least 30 games you know, so that's okay. and I think I think that's where teams are starting to see that success is that, you know, you don't overuse a guy, then then you can almost ride that fifty game starter in the playoffs, right? So you can almost you can almost put Marc Andre Fleury in through the entire playoffs sure. and you know if shit hits the fan, Leonard's there, and you know if you need yep. to switch it up for a reason, then Leonard's there. But um So you I, almost you almost do lean into the new style camp because I mean the original, like the the classic way, is a starter gets you know sixty seventy games. They just get so tired, right? Well, but that's 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 it's that pitcher's mentality. Like you got a yeah. hot pitcher, and you don't want to get rid. Or if you if you bench the pitcher for another one, then uh, get in his head and you know finicky shit. But right. that's that's the classic way. Like goalies used to. I mean, Christ, there was a few goalies that used to play every game almost. Yeah, I mean, during that's so I think I think, geez, to talk about goalies, I think I'm more of a hybrid here. Okay. Because um, fifty thirty, I mean, that's that's not a fifty fifty split percentage wise, but it's pretty close. Yeah, I mean, it's only a ten game difference. Take well, ten games away from the starter and give them to, give them to the other guy, and that's forty forty split. Right. Well, you know, I think, but I think. The whole thing with that is you do the 50, 30, 50 games and 30 games in, in, during the regular season, but then I am old school when it comes to the playoffs. I think you have to have, you know, 
if if you feel like it's a need that your guy that played 50 games during the season is hot or needs to be the guy, he's the guy during the playoffs, right? He's just that guy. You don't go back and forth in the playoffs. Um, you know, I it, see. So, I kind of look at that from the Chicago standpoint. Like I go with the hot hand. Like it, so, yeah, I'm going to start my starter, but. Say he's, you know, say I'm 0-2 in my series now after, you know, dropping two at home or whatever. Third game, uh, it, it, and this is also in a situation where I've actually, like, seen my backup play a lot in the season. Like, he's not just Joe Schmo that I'm, you know, he's getting his debut. Like, this is like a Robin Leonard, Mark Andre. Say, we'll use Vegas as an example. Say Flurry goes in, he drops the first two. You got to throw in Robin Leonard, right? For game three. Hmm. Being being a data guy, I run I run the data, but mm-hmm. um. Or I mean, take any team with that. Like it doesn't have to be Vegas. Like say you start Tuka Rask, in the if Boston starts Tuka Rask, then they're zero and two. You got to start Halak game three, right? I mean, the risk you take is Halak coming into the series, and he is in playoff games cold right so i mean at that point you know can we consider him cold because playoffs is a whole different beast right totally you know totally. if if the last game that he played was a nonchalant especially with boston or vegas nonchalant game against freaking kings or you know the red wings right then he's then he's just exploding to this level of you know i just played some shitty ass team and now it's playoffs. We're three games into the series, and now I got to go in. So I mean, it, you know, it could also backfire on you. So sure, and yeah. and I think if we if we sat here and thought about it, we could think of examples of both situations. Right. Like, I mean, just most recent. Like, look at Tampa. Like Tampa started Vazzy all four games, lost all four games. I with with hindsight being twenty twenty, could we have sat here and said, well, maybe maybe a goaltending change would have sparked the team? Who was their fucking backup though? Wasn't it like? Louis Deming. Was it Deming or was it that, um, it was the old Car. Oh no, it's the old Carolina guy this year, right? Yeah. Deming's. Up well, in I don't Jersey. think it was Reamer. So then it would have been Deming. Ah, yeah, it was, I'm not it was playing Deming. Deming. Are you kidding me? So, ew, ew. Yuck. That guy should never see a playoff game. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Guy's garbage. That guy okay, got beat well, up by Corey Schneider now. But how? But knowing? But with the knowledge that we have now, but you don't. Yeah, we do. We know no, that if you're, starting, if, we, if we know the, that starting Vasilevsky four times against Columbus got them swept. Yeah, so you can use that as previously in last year's playoffs. Uh-huh. They didn't play the shitty Louis Deming, and they still lost. And they still lost. So, but so you, I'm going to make my hockey, decision today based on what that what they did you know last year. As well with that. as I do, that hockey is a finicky beast, and if you put <laughs> sometimes when you put in a shitty goalie, your team plays better in front of you because they they know. Yuck! No, I am old school in that regard. Then all right, that's fine. That's uh, disgusting. It's, I, look, because and I don't think there is a right answer because I think there's examples that prove both of us right. Um, I, I'm going to go with the first, my example is the first Stanley cup run for, uh, for Chicago. Like, does, does anybody remember, uh, Crawford? Hue? Oh, do you, do you remember Hue? Hue? 
because Hue started that first started the series, and then Niemi came in and Niemi, won them the yeah. series. And it wasn't injury sake; it was because Hue was playing bad, and they started Niemi. I think it. De- I think yeah. I, I and at the time nobody knew who fucking Anton uh, uh, Niemi was. Yeah, I think it depend. It depends on what you're looking at, right? If Marc Andre sure. Fleury comes in and gets exploded on like three goals from the fucking red line, you better believe I'm probably putting in Leonard in game three. But if if it's a four three game and two of them were power play goals, like. Come on. I mean, it can go either way okay. at that point. You know what so, I mean? So okay, it's, this, it's this that, but that's, this, you know, that's what makes it a, a good coach decision. Right? This will put this to bed right now. What do you think Nashville should have done? Because there's a lot, there's a debate among Preds fans that in many of the last couple series, like the last two, three years, Rene should have been removed way early on. And he never was. It's easy to look at it. Agreed. Oh, totally. In, in it's it, hindsight's twenty twenty for sure. Right. Um, like now, looking back on it now, keeping letting Renee start every game does not win you a Stanley Cup in any of those years. I'm saying, in one of those games, if you put in UC Soros, if you change your luck, you know Renee's dropped two. Yeah, I mean, if you have the confidence in Saros, that's the thing. So, like, if I'm a coach and I have I have that confidence, yeah, I mean, I can throw him in there, you know, because something's yeah. something's got to change. Um, sure, you know, that's yeah, I, that's that's me being ageist though, because I think an older goalie. Sure. Well, is gonna and be it's like that and this time. is a highly specific example because don't don't take this to heart when I'm saying like if you're a team that goes into the playoffs with a true A and B goalie, then then. This does not apply. Like, I don't think that you should do that. That's not what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying this only... My my scenario here only applies to when you true, truly have a 1A and a 2A. Yeah. Like, I'm I, not... Like, like say Vegas goes into the playoffs. They've got Flurry. He gets shelled the first two games. No, I'm not saying we put Malcolm Subban in the third game. Right. But, but, but I Robin am Leonard. saying... But I am saying we put in Robin Leonard. Yeah, I'm not against that. I, okay. But that's, that's just that's just because yeah, that's a that's a true 1A 1B for me. I mean, Robin Leonard is a starter on. He was a starter on fucking Chicago. I mean, he could have been a starter on the Isles this year if they wanted to pay him any money. Yeah, so I mean, he's a starting goalie. <laughs> yeah, he is a starting goalie. And and that's but that's my point with yeah. uh uh with Rask and Halak yeah. and Dallas with, you know, Dallas with their tandem. And uh, I'm, I guess even a really good example is Mrazek and Reamer. Yeah. While, while I don't think of them either as elite goalies, they're both, I, I mean... That's 2A, 2B for me. Right. <laughs> like, Mrazek is slightly better than Reamer, but not by much. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't see him... There's not enough of a skill difference there to, like, say one's a top and one's a not. If I'm a coach... Probably, especially with Flurry and Leonard. Probably, if Flurry got shelled, you better, you better believe it. And and then Leonard's staying in until, especially if we end up winning that series, you better believe yep. he's in there until he shits the can about two games too. Pretty much. So, all right, that was good chat. Um, let's do a quick fantasy recap and then real quick, and then we'll we'll cruise on out of here. It's gone longer than we wanted to anyway. 
Okay. Um, as we discussed, uh, you guys in fantasy, you're probably coming up on your uh, at the end of your season. Uh, we're in the last week of our season right now, and then we'll head into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, while while I did beat you last week, it didn't really matter. Both of us are pretty secure in a playoff position. Yeah. Um. Uh. So right now it's just kind of like. In fact, I think I think the playoffs are almost pretty much set. Maybe the last maybe the last seed in our our league can move, but I don't I don't think there's much. Well, change. this guy, um, holy jumping. Owes, well, he might be out anyways, but he owes me money anyway, so he's not—he's for sure not getting in the playoffs. Okay, fair, so fair I'll, enough. I'll, I'll put Tickle my Bickle in there instead. Wow. Nashville needs to give up. It's an 8-3 game. You see that? There was It was 3-rip, three 3-3, three, three, and now it's 8-3. That's How does over. that happen? That's a final at 8-3. That's fucking gross. How does that happen? You know who didn't let up eight goals tonight? Detroit. Yeah, Detroit did not. Who was in net Detroit's... for them? Gross, I dude. I don't know. If whoever it was, it's not good. Oh, your boy Pekka. He's not my boy. <laughs> I, I've always been very critical of Pekka Rene. Damn, he got fucking laced. Holy he's he's shit. had I in fact I look at Rene very similar to Bob in the sense that like you've got these great individual stats, but what have they translated to? Pekka's just in fact, old, I, dude. In fact, Rene is... If, at least Rene's been in the Stanley Cup final. Pekka's just fucking old. Yeah. He's oh, so yeah. He's, old. It, he needs to retire. It's done. Yeah, and it, yeah. Nashville's biggest problem this year is that Saros, in a little bit more action, just hasn't done that much. Mm-mm. He hasn't been and, special. And I think it's still... Some, yeah. It, I, I think he earned at least a year by himself as the undisputed starter. I think that's the problem, is that they haven't embraced... It should have been this year. It should have, yes. But they haven't embraced the 1A, 2A. They still... Like, for some reason, Rene is still the starter. Yeah. And Saros is the backup, and I think that that's a problem because it... Now, if it were a timeshare situation, then that might be okay, but it's not. So So Saros has 35 games played this year. Okay. But yeah, I mean I fuck, they got to they got to make a decision and I think I think the worst thing that they can do this year trade for to, Lundqvist. Straight up. It's just trade for Lundqvist. Straight Pekka Rene for Henrik Lundqvist. I think the worst thing that they can do is just ride Rene to the end. Yeah. Because all that's doing like like here, here's the thing. At some point, even if you're in the middle of a fucking wild card push, you have to go. Look, are we? Are, is this roster right here gonna make it this year? Are we gonna do it? Yep. No, we're not. So we might as well, in some positions where we already have some sort of a question mark, like goalie for Nashville, um, let's just fucking play the new guy and see what happens. And I think as soon as they're ready to embrace that, I, yeah, I think they needed to at the beginning of this year, but... Um. I think they were hoping that they were going to have one more year in their window, yeah. and I, I, they made the same mistake that San Jose made. I think that they were hoping that their window was going to continue, yeah. and it's it's not. because I mean, think about it. How many years has Nashville been a contender? Yeah, three, I mean, four? It's, it's, yeah, three or four. I would say three or four. 
three or four years, they've been like legitimate contenders for the cup. Yeah. Have made it to the final at least once in those years. Um, like they've, they've had a window. I mean, not as long as San Jose, but long, right. you know, like that's pretty good for hockey years. Right. You know, it's, it, it is only about, you know, if you're an elite team, like the, the 08 Blackhawks or the 12 Blackhawks, then yeah, you get like four or five years. Right. But then, I mean, it all comes tumbling down eventually. That is true. Sometimes, some, sometimes it's shorter than others. Look at the look at the Kings. They had a three year window and then they just dropped off. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't like a, oh the next year they made the playoffs and then lost you know. Well, I guess they did. I mean, well, but they got swept by Vegas and that, you know. As soon as you get a, swept in the first round after you've like really pushed for a good amount of years, you're fucked. Yeah. It seems yeah, to be like the that's like the thanks for coming, Graybeards. Like it's time for you to be out of here. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. When you just don't have the jump anymore, I yep. get it. Yeah. All right, fantasy, real quick. Okay. Uh, pick up, pick up Kyler Yamamoto. He's not hurt anymore. Uh, pick up Logan Couture. He's not hurt anymore. Uh, pick up Mikhail Backlund. He's not terrible at the moment. Right. Um, pick up Alec Martinez. He's the real deal. Except two games without a point now. That's okay. It's defensemen okay aren't with supposed that? to be point. Defensemen okay. aren't supposed to be point per game players. Okay. As long as defensemen pick me up a point a night with like defensive points, I'm okay with it. Okay, I'll give it to you. Defensemen, defensemen are like a a positive. Like if you're getting offense from your defensemen, that's a that's just icing on the cake. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, and then goalie wise. Igor Shosturkin, he's getting better. Pick him up. Robin Leonard is going to be literally playing fifty percent of the time in Vegas. Pick him up. You ready That's for it. this? You ready for this one? Yeah. Martin Jones, pick him up. Yep. That's a good pickup. Yeah. Fuck. I know. That's I dropped. Pick up. I dropped Jari for that. Jari just. That's I mean, Penguins just started taking yeah, dumps in fun. the pool. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Drop, drop Andreas Antonisinu. He's not playing with Connor McDavid. He's useless. Get rid of him. <laughs> uh, shit. What about Duncan Keith? What do you think? Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, for the short term, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he's starting to that. catch some fire. Yeah, for the short term, I could see that he's not like don't don't think this is a resurgence. Think think of this more as like the last fucking spurt in your climax of fantasy hockey jeez dude that's a wow. lot of sexual innuendos <laughs> there <laughs> just gonna softball him in like that jeez um uh-huh. yeah I, other than that i didn't really make i made a bunch of like fuck i don't want to lose to chance moves and they didn't work out for me so <laughs> that's like the guys that i have on my team right now like andrew magiampane i don't even know I how to fucking getting... say that Dude, I was getting so lucky. I swear, I was just—it's because I was literally half my team was injured. I just go through the activities list. It's just me dropping people that aren't playing for the rest of the year. Uh, well, and he's gone, so that was fun. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Muzzin, Muzzin, four weeks done. Okay, cool, thanks, bye. Right, it's like oh, for it's not a keeper, on. so bye. Thanks for giving me for thanks for giving me a solid six games. Peace out. <laughs> Uh, you know who I do also like on D? This is my okay. last hurrah. Okay. Uh, Jared Spurgeon. I know I always give him, I always give him shit, but he is such a. See, I love. He's Jared just a Spurgeon. little dude, man. He's just a little. I guy. love him. 
Love so, him. Yeah, he's been he's guy been playing is, well too. Guy is great. All right, that's it. We're not no picks. I haven't looked at anything yet. God, and it's Plus, fucking late, man. It's yeah, eight forty six here. You know how it's late seven, that is for me. It's late for you. Jeez. Make sure my Definitely. fucking milk is warmed up and got my bingo card. <laughs> God damn it. Crank up your hearing. <laughs> Crank up. <laughs> listen, to, listen to the wheel. Oh, shit. Perfect. All right. This has been us. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we got some exciting stuff coming down. We keep saying that, but we do. A um, couple interviews that are just, we just got to get the schedule right and have them on. Um, like, comment, share all of our stuff. Please leave a nice review on iTunes. We appreciate that. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. Bye.